Welcome to the Next Step Podcast with Jay. And Brad. Wait. Wait. I'm Brad. I'm Jay. I'm an All act. Right. All right. Yes. Hey, we're live, by the way. Oh, hey. What's up? Oh, hey. news. Hey. News. Dun, 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 dun. So big news today was we have a new prophet. Sus- not sustaining yet, but because uh, we sustain. And- if you want to know real church news, go to another podcast because you're just going to hear a couple dudes here just talk about, Babbling our, about the uh, news. our perspective of it. So um, um, we according cool to Handbook, we're not going to go through it. But I loved how in the beginning they just went... Elder Christofferson went through like, hey, here's how succession of prophets. I didn't catch the beginning. Oh. I caught on right, at, yeah, right after the prophet. Here's so. how succession of a prophet works. Oh, um, cool. And he just laid it out. Of, yeah. And um, we're not going to – I'm going to very high-level paraphrase it, but you can go to it. We'll link it in our show notes. But basically, the most senior uh, apostle has always been that case. And But what is confirmed is by the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, confirm it. Unanimously, yep. It was really neat. A little missionary opportunity, missionary moment. So, uh, um, one of my coworkers got baptized. You know, Victor, yeah, yeah. who may listen to this. But then my other coworker is a devout Catholic. Um, very great. And so, I was like, "Hey, big news today! Like, we got a new leader of our church." Like, yeah. And I was like, "When the when the co- let's talk about the difference between the Pope and our new tr- and our new prophet." Yeah. And, she, and so I had her explain to me the Pope stuff. I'm like, "That's cool. Like, you want to know about what we do?" She's like, "Yeah." Yeah. And and we're actually the one campus I know. I'm in an, in a, uh, a break off LDS yeah. church, right? So I'm like, you know, and I told her like, you know what this church is? And I explained that church. I went back to Joseph Smith dying, and then people and the fact that the the most senior and the whole quorum of the twelve said Brigham Young's the next prophet. Yeah. And then there was a group that said no, it should be Joseph Smith's son. Blood. It should, it should be blood. blood and then the other group was Oliver Cowdery. Yeah. Martin Harris. Uh, Martin Harris. Martin Harris. Should be Martin Harris. Mm-hmm. And then those are the three breakoffs. I'm like, in the church we were in, the, yep. the building I was actually in, it's like, this is the Martin Harris sect. She's like, oh, okay, that, they had the Book of Mormon, right? I'm like, yeah. It's only 180-something years ago. I mean, right, because she's a history teacher. Oh, yeah. And then I said, the Quorum of the Twelve said Brigham Young should be it, and he was the most senior. She's like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> and I'm like, like well, that's their what thinking was like old-school Catholic, like where it's like blood, you know, like kings or blood, yeah. you know she, what I mean? Because they looked at Joseph like, she Obviously. shared within Catholicism how it's like it's always it was always Italian, and then Pope John Paul was from Poland, and then now it's outside of Italy, and it's and oh, it's basically it's all Italy. I didn't yeah, know for many many years. But like just the the lobbying and the political aspect of of calling the next pope is very different. Ours is very orderly. It was no yeah. there was no question. It was just a matter of formality. There's no like. So that was the beginning of the of the meeting. Was I, I tuned in right when they finished, and then they went right to the news. Oh, so you didn't so hear that? I gotta re- okay. listen to the whole thing. So yeah, I'll I'll link that up where it was. Uh, uh, well, each, was each of the first presidency me. basically bore their testimony. Yeah, I got that part. Okay, and then and then it goes right into, into the news. Into the news, and what do you know? The first question asked, L, L, you know, what do you what are you going to do with the LGB community and the pressures that are like something like that? The, I, I got their look was like, really? That's the first question. Yeah, they kind of just looked at each other like. What did he say? He said right off the bat, he said something like, God loves all his children. Yeah. And like, I mean, he was just like, True. in such a smiling way, like in such a, like a, obviously I had no idea he was in his nineties, first of all, because he's he like, skis sh- once a week. I think nah, it's that's every crazy. Monday Ste- or Wednesday. Skis he goes and skis. hikes. Yeah. 
crazy stuff. I, that's why I didn't believe when Lexi's my wife's mom was over. I didn't believe that he was in his nineties. I'm like, no, that guy's sharper than a. He's Every sharp. time he talks in conference, I'm like, yeah. I think that guy's seventies or eighties. I really and, thought that. And the most favorite talk I sent you recently was Elder Oaks. Yeah, who's is now yeah. is now in the first presidency, but. Yeah, my thing was like, we love everyone, and like the the news media just kept wanting to put labels on people, they just, and they're like, we're just we're not ites, like yeah, you know, the Book of Mormon had the ites, like all the different categories, like we're just children of God, we love everyone. They just want and and God's not going to change His commandments, like we're going to love. Yeah, they just said, hey, listen, the the joy that comes in life is from live, by living the commandments, yeah. and. I, who we're, am not I to, gonna, we're not going to rewrite those. Yeah, and it's not us; it's the Lord's church. Yeah, he's like, so. hey, it's not mine; it's ours. And but we, uh, but he said, we understand there's unique yeah. challenges. We get it. Mm-hmm. But like, he didn't. He, I love that one. They were these reporters were asking me these questions. He's like, I know your grandma. Yeah, I know your so dad. Great. I was <laughs> like, I love you. I have a very. Hopefully, I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I just have a great affection for you. Like, you know, I've known you. You know, that just pierced their soul. Oh, they're yeah, probably like, like uh, I don't know who. The isn't that weird? Are. I don't know who the reporters are, but. They, they wanted to ask that question. They, they, wanted, wanted, they to wanted to get, get him. They wanted to get him, and that he's firing off like, I love you and your family. Yeah. You're a special person. Like, yeah. he, like And he wasn't condescending. Like, he was oh, like, it was sincere. pure love. It was so much the one time he, after he's done talking, he goes, oh, sorry, what was your question? Because yeah. it was like, so like, I don't, I, I'll answer it, but like, I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, like, I know I what you're I know trying I'm 90s, to do. but like, I'm, I know what's going on here. Yeah. You know that's what they try to do. Like, they're trying. Uh, that's what I That's got. what reporters do for everyone. They do it to yeah. the president. They're they hoping to get them slip up so they can be uh, some press and get national coverage. And With like one quote, he yeah. said this after this question. Yeah. And there was no, it was great because it, was it great. wasn't like form letter. They were just like super They casual. were like, and they were passing the mic kind of like they were mm-hmm. talking like we do right here about three apostles. Yeah. It's amazing. So I, I, and you shared tonight's meeting, like, dude, I was geeked out. Like, you, I was you were like, this is rad. I'm like, crap, I can't be listening to it right now. I know. And then as soon as, like, I had an opportunity, I pulled up YouTube. I'm like, dude, this is rad. Yeah. Like, it I feels was, cool to be at a point in my life because there was a point not too long ago that I didn't, you know, I just wasn't in tune because I couldn't even focus on myself, but let alone other people. But uh, it was cool to hear, like, I just got done surfing and I was late to my appointment and all this stuff. And Lexi's like, oh, I'm watching the broadcast. So we got off the phone and... Like I almost could go to my podcast, things I listen to, music, and then I was like, I got, I want to hear this. Like, dude, we're yeah. in trying times. Like, yeah. and what pissed me off recently was the news of of uh, the New York Times um, spotlighting um, the uh, fact not not even noticing any of the life of service that Monson did in his life. President Monson right. um, passed away, but just highlighting the fact that he didn't. You know, you didn't do this with the the time. The, the world wanted the world wanted your church to change here, and you and didn't. you didn't do it. Like, yeah, that's how it all came off. And that that article, when I read, I signed the petition and I put it out there on my Facebook. So, I think that's why I was like, dude, I want to hear this because, like, I want to hear what the, like these men who are now going to be the leaders of our church, yeah. and we're going to be following for a while. Do you, it was just cool. Do you? I, I personally, like some of the detractors, just like make fun of how old they are. Old white men. Oh yeah, one lady said it's like it's, it's probably an old white males from america and i just love i yes they're old but and i you always make fun of me being the old guy but no doubt if you ask any person hey if you could take what you know now and go back to second grade would you put it this way i don't want a 30 year old to be as as, (laughs) i think about business right like i just had a meeting with this new marketing director this big auto group millions and millions of dollars of business so this guy's now in charge of the marketing for this giant corporation and he's sharp as nails. And he's probably maybe in his 40s, maybe late 30s or 40s. I'm thinking, this guy's really sharp. It's not always common in this industry. I'm like, And I really was impressed by him, and hopefully he was impressed by me. But I was thinking, then when it, like the difference is, like when you just said that, I was like, as sharp as he is, I don't want him in charge of the 
the, the problems of the world because of I, what I'm learning in my life, what I'm getting at is even though I'm getting sharper every year and I'm learning, every year I'm going, I look back and I go, wow, like how many decisions, how many mistakes I've made mm-hmm. in, in omission, not necessarily on purpose, like not big sins. And, I and also mean, not passionate, that's not decisions made out of emotion. Passions passion. and emotion. That's what I'm talking about. It's like as I get older, I'm starting to be able to make a little bit more um, logical decisions or not jump to the gun. I'm thinking, now imagine that times yeah. 35 years of already serving. Yeah. And now you're in your 80s and 90s. Traveling the world. Rank, yeah. With, with many people more from panels. all. Yeah. These news people that were trying to get all like smart and cunning. This guy has already served longer than most of these people have been alive. And then on top of it, it's been to every corner of the world. Yeah. Most of these guys have been to. It's amazing. When you yeah. look at the. Like we did last time with the pedigree. Yeah. That was that got me fired up. I shared cool. all, a lot of that stuff from. You know. Anyways. It's good stuff. Um, I thought it was cool that when uh, Elder Nelson, <laughs> he was on sitting on some big board, and he's, like, quitting the board to go serve as when he got called to be a quorum of the Twelve. Which and they're like, like uh, you, you're, like, one of the rich guys. Yeah, that, like, that they're losing your tithing now because <laughs> yeah. because you're making some bank. Over, like, you know he's making bank yeah, for, for what sure. he did. Dude, sitting on a board of a hospital or surgeon. Yeah. yeah. Gnarly. So, just to give that up for service. Um these guys are, and, there's a reason why, obviously, it's how, not. His family in that other room, how big it was. Yeah, how many grandkids? Like, it was, hundred, hundred he it was 100 and something. 100 and something grand, grandkids or something. Yeah. But uh, I I love that we're led by a prophet of God. And I After listening to it, yeah, right? I haven't been able to raise my hand in support. Well, I've come for general conference. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have a testimony. He's our prophet. It was, yeah, there's no way that, at least I, like you, you just said, when I watched, I was just, I was pumped. Yeah, Lexi was too. I was just because you know Lexi's been obviously like you know trying times. And everyone loves Lexi. Everyone loves Lexi, and uh, she's Hashtag. like she shared in the meeting tonight. She was like, "Dude, I've, n- the first thing he said is I'm stoked for the future." Yeah, that was good. Right off they, the bat. They've always done that. They're always when, I, that when, way. I, when I when I read all these attract like the church says this, I'm like, what? That's someone every, in the church said that. That's not every what the April and October they don't get up there and go, "Okay, guys." Social media is starting to destroy the world. I mean, they talk about these things, That's but they don't go up there and they're like, okay, listen, yeah, I don't know doing. if we're going to be able to make it. You know, there's a tsunami that just hit and we need to like, and they get like all depressed. They go, we're going to get through this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the exact, it's like what it was today. Smiles mm-hmm. and like, hey, dude, the Lord's always, there's always been challenges. There's yeah. always been disasters. But guess what? That's why we're here together yeah. to work. I love the millennial the question. The shirts. millennials are like not as faithful. And he's like, if you go back in time, really, like there's been, there's that Adam during, sorry, the Noah time, there was not a lot of people that were choosing to do good. I was going to say, and we read it, the Book of Mormon, we can read the I'm cycles. I'm the younger, son of my side, those are yeah. all young people. So, yeah. I, you know, the younger generation is always still coming of age. Yeah. So, and um, we interviewed later tonight a millennial. Who we do have to, millennial. Oh man, our Ask the Addict is awesome. Oh my gosh. So, if you like the news, you like my share, if you, if you, if you hang up after that, if you if you press pause or whatever, you're missing out on one of the best conversion stories, not just recovery stories. Yeah. Yep. Converted through ARP. And what was neat is I learned a lot from just me. Like, I didn't I didn't know she wasn't a member. Yeah. I didn't think she was in. Oh, you're going to see it when you come up. So yeah. tease it up. Um, all right. That's the only news. If you want to get more deep news, there's probably uh, hours posts, and hours. But you post a lot on our Facebook. So, we do a Facebook. So go to our Facebook. He's always posting articles. So if you're like, and, hey, what are these guys like? What are they into? What are they sharing? Yeah. A lot of that's on our Facebook. A lot of times I just hit share from other pages yeah. that we do. Uh, but I mean, it's all inst- usually church-related or, or, yeah. or addiction-related. Church or addiction-related. Uh, our Instagram page. 
we getting some lot of we you know uh, I hope you liked our our uh, got a lot of feedback from our uh, last week's episode that was on leading LDS. Yeah. Uh, had a had yeah. a few uh, I haven't shared with you, but a few uh, people that are like you know what you inspire me to we've gotten this a lot. Go to my first ARP meeting. I've been listening to you for a while. I decided to go to an ARP meeting. And then sometimes they're a little disappointed. Oh, yeah. And one brother's like, I went to an ARP meeting and I was the only person there. And he's like, but you know what? And, and I replied back, and what do you think I said to the guy? I read what you said. And I oh. liked it. You said, uh, I was oh, did I copy you on the email? Yeah, yeah. You said, you said, you know what? Sometimes it starts with one. That's right. It all starts with one, always, yeah. usually. I mean, all these meetings start with one or two people. And. So he's that guy. So sometimes we're waiting for someone else to do the work. Somewhere for someone else to step up and do it, but that maybe you need to step up. And you get sober, you become that facilitator, and you're going to change people's lives. God, Um, yeah, God uses us to do the work. Yeah. So if you were inspired to go to a meeting and it's not what you hoped it would have been, uh, I would say go find another meeting and go, I got some work to do. Uh, let's get sober so I can come back to my Two home. Two years ago, we started this meeting in here for this day. Three, right? Three, three. three years ago. Yeah, three. three. And sure. then we were going, is five people going to show up? And then tonight we, we, had, we, we had ad chairs. We still say that. I still like, I hope people show oh, up. Yeah. I'm like, man, I hope people are coming. This we have a good to one. I know go someone. leave and bring chairs back in. Yeah. So it's possible, brethren and sisterin. Okay. Keep, keep it up. Uh, and if you'd like to support the podcast, go to 12stepschange.com. Up in the top, donate support. That does help. We're almost got enough to get Jay a new mic. Boom. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, Church is true and the book is blue. Okay. Amen. Uh, enjoy Jay's share, step four, and then ask the addict. Ask the addict. Peace out. Peace. To our facilitator, Jay, for the sharing portion of the meeting. Hello. I'm Jay Abnacht. Jay. I am grateful. That's loud. He says that in the beginning. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> but I'm not kidding. Um, no, I am. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be sober. And I'm grateful uh, to uh, study this step. I mean, this step is, uh, is a huge one. It was one that uh, took me quite a bit to do. And I don't recommend that for anyone. Um, Sometimes in life and in sobriety, we take things, and um, especially as addicts when we're new, um, we blow things out of proportion. We make you know mountains out of molehills. Is that how the saying goes? We we overanalyze and overthink, and um, we have paralysis by analysis. All those sayings, like that's that's what we do with a lot of these steps. And it's funny, uh, sponsoring a lot of people, I see that all of us have the same pretty much patterns. Like we all stumble over the same steps. And um, however. Um, when I finally did this step, um, it was like, I've said this before, but um, I felt like I was uh, underwater um, for a whole year in my first year of recovery. And I was sober. Um, I had done one, two, and three, but then I just kind of cruised after that. And I went to every meeting on Thursday night in San Clemente, and I tried to help other people and spread the word. But, like, reality was, like, there was all this garbage still inside of me that needed to come out. And uh, Luckily, I had a very patient sponsor who waited and uh, who, who didn't pressure me or push me. And, and just like I believe Heavenly Father um, was doing the same thing. You know, it says that in the scriptures, like he'll patiently wait for us. And same thing with your sponsor. And um, I'm grateful uh, that I finally, um, I actually like how I did the, how I ended up doing it is because someone came to me and was like, I, I want you to sponsor me. And I feel inspired to have you sponsor me. And Xander brought this friend to, a, to the meeting and um I hadn't finished the steps, you know, but I had done one, two, and three. So it was like, and this guy just cruised. I mean, he was like one, two, and three within like two weeks. And it was like, oh, my gosh, well, I better do it. And uh, 
Uh, but I believe that's how life works sometimes. Like God, I believe God calls us for things that we're definitely not 100% ready for. But if we surrender to him in that calling, whatever it is, um, and I don't necessarily just mean a church calling. I just mean in life, like, right, and someone asks you for something or needs your help, um, he'll, he'll prepare us if we surrender. And uh, surrendering is not easy. It's not easy for me. Um, but it's something that when I do it, I find, I find peace, period. You know, we always use the term in the church, like blessings. Well, to me, one of the biggest blessings I've noticed in sobriety is peace, is peace of mind, not some fairy tale peace and some existence in another life. I'm talking about right now, today. In, in, in recovery, if I don't have peace, then I, like, barely can survive. Like, I barely can survive, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have a drug to run to. I don't have, you know, the old practices and all those things that used to be my, my solution. Those things are thrown away, and I, I buried them. And so um, I seek peace, and I believe that Heavenly Father blesses each and every one of us when we decide to turn our will over to Him. And um, there is so much wisdom in the step. When we read it, it's just like there's so many things that it talks about. It talks about, you know, um, beliefs. It says, right, like one thing right here, it says a list of memories of people, institutions, and organizations. And it says, like, the fears and stuff. He says some items. Oh, where's that one spot? Oh, right here. Behaviors and examine your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that led you to your behavior. Your thoughts and feelings and beliefs are actually the root of your addictive behavior. So your thoughts and your beliefs. You know, I hear a lot of people come in here um, just like I was and been like, well, what's the, what's the bottom of this? You know, if it's a drug thing and it's a prescription, they're like, well, you know, they try to overanalyze just like I did about some doctor thing or some physical ailment or if it's a sexual sin, they're like, well, you know, this, that, and the other, and we're born this way and that and the other, but... It says right here, the nature of our disease is our thoughts, right, and our feelings and our beliefs. So if you just check those right away, which is why they have this in the first action step, you can start realizing where the root of our disease starts and where the root of our addictive behaviors, whatever that may be. And I love it talks about how, like, you can just go from one to the other. I mean, there's, like, so much wisdom in here. Like, this, like, step is long. It's the longest one that you're going to sit here and read. But if you just go back and read this, I mean... One thing when I, when I was going through steps with Brian that he pointed out to me that I never even really thought about um, was back on the action steps. Or I don't know where it was, but he said, he said something along the lines when he finished this step for himself. He's like, I, I feel like I can face people. And I'm no longer greater than or less than. I feel like I'm equal. And it says that in here. It says that, you know, we all have strengths and weaknesses. And uh, these steps allow us to get on that leveling playing field so we don't have to try to be better or less than other people. And when he said that, it was just so inspiring to me. It was like, wow, I've done that throughout my entire life, you know. And what I'm getting at is this program is always teaching me more, and I hope it's teaching you more. And you know, I was looking at uh, the time as far as um, how many – I'm trying to learn how to use this new phone. It's not easy to go back when you have apps open. But uh, it's 100 – that's, that's 1,825 days sober today. Um, Xander, when I've said this before, that there's some new people, but when my wife left me five years ago, um, I came home about the, sometime in the beginning of December, around the 1st or 2nd, or maybe it was even in October and uh, November. But I came home, and I was lost, and she was pregnant with our second child, and I didn't think I was still full of excuses, and I, I thought that I needed the prescription drugs that I was abusing. I thought I had an excuse that was better than his and everyone else's in the world, but... I'm grateful because he took me to, you know, he was going through his challenges and we had been on the same path, you know, from coming home from our mission and, and kind of just falling into the same thing. And uh, I'm extremely grateful. I mean, obviously, you can't go back and change things, but I'll never forget when he took me to my first meeting and, and we sat in the room in San Clemente with five other people and 
um, Mike was the only one that was there that, you know, and, um, and shortly after Nate was there a few months later. And I just remember, uh, I remember for the first time in my life after a few meetings, it was my first meeting. So if you haven't got this, your first meeting, then that's fine. I took me several meetings to have like to humble myself, but I just remember feeling that, um, I was like everyone else in the room. And that was actually a comforting feeling because I had always, I, I didn't realize how much I had, um, isolated myself from the world. And, um, it was, it was, I remember, I'll never forget the first meeting I went to, uh, that I admitted that I was an addict. That was a big thing for me. And it took several meetings, but I remember saying my name and, and saying I was an addict and, um, you know, just little surrenders like that. I remember the freedom it gave me, but if you're not on step three, then you don't, you know, finishing step three, you don't need to worry about step four. So if this is pretty intense when you're reading it, if you're new in the program, don't worry about that. Just worry about the step you're on. And, um, uh, I'm just grateful for Xander to take me. I'm grateful for Mike, my sponsor, who, um, like I said, uh, waited for me to, uh, do the steps and, and dealt with all my excuses and justifications I used to say and he just was patient with me and that's what I needed and I'm grateful my wife is back by my side and um, I was thinking today when I was in the water um, surfing that like I was gonna write this list and of course I didn't do it but it was like a list of the things I lost in that addiction and those things were so big in the beginning they were like, they seemed like it was everything. You know, I lost my wife, I lost my job, I lost my scholarship, I lost my money, I lost friends. I was on my mom's couch, you know, I had nothing. And I thought at that point, like, that was, like, so big. But if I were to write a list of the things I've gathered over the last 1,825 days, <laughs> the stuff that I lost temporarily, that's the key word, is temporarily, it's not even a fraction of the things I've gained. Like, I didn't even do it because it was going to take too much work and I'm lazy. <laughs> but, but reality is, like, I have so much in my life. And, you know, Xander says this all the time, but, you know, if I got everything I thought I wanted, you know, I would have shortchanged myself, and that's the fact. And I'm grateful to be sober and alive. And if you're new in this program and you're like, I kind of get what they're saying, I may be one of them, I don't know for sure, though, just ask your Heavenly Father. And I promise you, if you surrender... Just little at a little. You don't have to do it all at once, but just surrender little by little as the Spirit directs you. Great things come to pass in your life. And I ended the other night with a, um, the last three nights I'm on a roll here with these uh, quotes from C.S. Lewis. And um, this one's pretty cool. It says, hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. So hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. It's my belief. We actually learned about a friend, not to be a somber tone, and I'll finish, but uh, a girl who used to come to the San Clemente meeting um, just passed away. And she had three little kids, right? Three boys. And uh, so, you know, we can celebrate. and You can choose to be sur survive in this thing or not, but it is life or death. If you're a drug addict like me, then it's life or death. If you're an alcoholic like me, it's life or death. And, and if you don't take it that serious, just know that yeah, we celebrate in victory, but this thing does take a lot of people every single day. And so if you take it seriously, then you'll find everything that you want. And um, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be here. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jay. <clears throat> For those of you... Oh, by the way, congratulations to the other ship figures. Nine months in one year is, is freaking huge. And uh, you guys are inspiration to me. And, and both of you have come in here to this meeting and just... 
just surrendered and, and you guys here you are nine months and 12 months so it doesn't just work for a few people it works for everyone a million questions on this ask the, the addict wait, who who is this lovely person sitting next to a, us we have a very special guest ladies and gentlemen if you're listening right now and you've tuned in you've probably already heard my share right yes you okay have. okay i hope you enjoyed that um step four step four is a tough one but it's our so guest is laughing about how amateur we are <laughs> we're extremely but this amateur. is actually we're so professional it feels amateur <laughs> that's right you, you already feel comfortable <laughs> Yeah, you guys are really good at what you do. Just keep doing it. We're in a studio right now. What's up? Who's here? We didn't even say our guest name. Who, what, who are you? My name is Jordan. What's Jordan? up, Jordan? All right. I'm doing good. So Jordan has been coming to ARP for how, how long? How many years? So it'll be almost two and a half years ago. Okay. When I came to my first meeting. Right here? We're, right okay. here. In the studio? In the studio. Okay. If you don't know, we record. We rec- if, I don't think our stake president listens, so... <laughs> we record after ARP in our high council room. But anyways, <clears throat> so anyways, Jordan's in the same room that she first came to her first meeting. Maybe even in this same seat. You actually, I think, were in that seat. <laughs> I'm serious. What a trip that you're yeah. being interviewed in. Yeah. So what has gone down in the last year and a well, half? Well, you gonna... Jay, you were actually sick, and she was opened up at a, one of her shares that I don't, that I didn't know this stuff that when she shared. And so I want to go with some back. So when I. It was my fault because she was supposed to be here a while ago. So first yeah. of all, I want to apologize. She showed up. She had a busy life, her and her husband, and yet they come, and then I go off and get the flu. He was deathly ill, yes. so we understand. I, 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 was def- I didn't serve for a week and a half. That's how you know I'm really sick. Yeah. Anyways, let's go on. Okay. So when Jordan first came, it was she was here with her boyfriend at the time, yep. and her boyfriend. Strapping young gentleman. Yes, ha- very handsome. Very, very handsome. handsome. And he, he came, and my impression was you know, he, he was an addict in recovery, and his girlfriend at the time was coming to support him. Yeah, and true. she sat there quietly and 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 supportive. Can I, let's magnify the quietly. Yeah. I don't think I heard you speak at all for maybe six. Not not necessarily in the meeting. Even after it was very like, oh hi, like thank you. Okay, bye. Like I'll tell you the reason. Okay. Okay. Back at yeah. Yeah, back. So backing up to two and a half years ago, Corey and I had just started dated dating and I had moved home from Shanghai. I was living and working there and I had lived there for about three and a half years. So when I came back, I was in my addiction with drinking alcohol and partying using recreational drugs. And I was just in a confused point in my life. And when I started dating Corey, I knew he was Mormon and I wasn't. And he told me about ARP and I knew it had to do with the church. And I'm like, I am not gonna share one time because I don't want anything to do with this Mormon thing. And I was just like, you know, it'll be good for me to go to because I know I need a detox. And so, you know, it'll be a good start, but I'm not going to open my mouth because 
I don't want any of these Mormons like these, trying to convince me anything. We don't <laughs> put, slide, our, put our voodoo magic on you. <laughs> exactly. We, it happens. So though. that that's what was news to me is because not until you share like I just totally assumed and you never know, but like you were here to support your boyfriend and I'm like that's rad because we have a lot of couples come together and one's not an addict and one is and they're there to support each other in this in this recovery. Yeah. Um, so what happened next? So you're here. And, and what was that first so, meeting like? Or first yes. few meetings? What was? What'd you? Well, had it, you had much con? Like you said, I don't want to be Mormon. Why? What was your? Well, I mean, okay, I grew up with so many Mormon friends. My best friend is Mormon, but the thing is, I just never knew anything about Mormons directly coming from a Mormon. I only knew hmm. from other people saying like, oh, you, you know, telling what? me this stuff. what they do. I, I want to <laughs> know. They're crazy. You know, I don't know. Just Golden plates. I, I yeah. grew up not Mormon too, so like that's all we talked about was like, oh, those Mormons in Utah, man. So I want to know. I want to know when people say like, yeah. oh, like I love you Mormons, but I don't want anything to do with it. What is going through, like what are those things you're like, A, B, and C? Oh, is, I don't know. I just think like I didn't even know that Mormons – read the Bible, you know? So I just really was not informed. Okay. And I just didn't want to be informed. I didn't even want any, I didn't want to know anything. What, was it, I, I, this could be naivete, and Jay, maybe you chime in. Is it because I have a lot of friends who are like, oh, I don't want to be Mormon because then I can't drink. I can't I can't do A, B, and C. Um, and and if being Mormon means I can't do those things, then I don't want to learn about it. Well, was that, that going through kind my mind? Of a, it kind of would have been a reason, but I dated Corey because I'm like, oh, he's, He's he hot. is so hot. And which, is, which is a fact, everyone. <laughs> I know we don't have the visuals on. We don't have the streaming live. But if we did. Corey's sitting right next to her blushing. But Corey can't say a word. We said we, he's, he's a very humble man. Very humble man. Very, very humble man. Yeah, he was the cutest. And he just, you know, he had such good morals. And, and I really loved his family. And I didn't think anything of it that he was Mormon. Also because we were friends in high school. Okay. But that's a whole nother story. He was my first kiss, and nice. I was his first kiss, and we wow. found that out eight years later. Really? Yeah. That's so married. cool. That's crazy. That's yeah, cool. we found that out when we went on our first date when I moved home, and I'm like, Corey. That's got to be so neat. No, it was weird because I'm like, you know, you know that you were my first kiss, and he's like, no way. He's like, you were mine. You are my first kiss. <laughs> That's so but cool. But like, when uh, we're in juniors in high school, we wouldn't admit that to each other. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. You're like, yeah. yeah. So That's like, all right. As if every like, baby good. comes out kissed or something. Like, <laughs> like, we've had lots of experience. We've had lots of experience on 12, you know, or 10. That's crazy. So you come, yeah. you're quiet, you're thinking, what, did, did, what went through your mind? Because I remember when I first met Mormon people, like, I didn't have friends in high school. So, like, to me, well, my yeah. So what did you think of the whole experience? 10 people, 15 people sitting in a room sharing... Normal stuff out that happens outside of church. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. It was really awesome. And and that feeling of the spirit, which I didn't fully understand um, until I kept coming to meetings, like maybe after six months, then I knew when people say, like, I felt the spirit, you know, then I realized you what, what that about. meaning you were was. Going back in your, were you going back in your head going like, oh, that one time I felt this when that person said that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up Lutheran, so I prayed, yeah. you know, and um, I've always prayed. And that's one of the main reasons that brought me home, because when I was in Shanghai, I was really confused. And I just got on my knees and prayed and asked God wh what I should do if I should stay in China and dedicate like two, three, five more years living abroad. And take on more responsibility with my work there or if I should move home and basically start all over it's just like 
living in that fast-paced city environment, like, I I was just being really unhealthy. And I basically wasn't sleeping. And, and I just knew that um, I needed to pray and ask God. And so three days later, I get a text from my dad, and he's like, call me right when you wake up. And, like, he's never usually like that. He's never super like call me right away stuff it's he's like you know lets me do my thing and so I call him and he's like Jordan I could not sleep last night I had a feeling in my stomach just thinking about you in in Shanghai and and uh, it's time to come home he's like buy a ticket you're leaving Shanghai tomorrow one-way ticket and it was so crazy because I knew that was was God answering my prayer like just I couldn't fight him. I couldn't um, argue. I just knew that was the answer to my prayer, and um, so it didn't. I didn't leave the next day, but you know, a week later, there's a lot of stuff to do. Like I had two yeah. jobs. I was teaching fitness and doing something else, and um, I had to quit that. And then I had to get my money out of banks. I had to leave my apartment. There's just so much going on, but I didn't um, complain. I knew that's that's what I had to do. So. So what was the time lapse of when? You came home from Shanghai and then came to the first few meetings. Like, how it long was, was, uh, um, was that? My first meeting was in August of 2015, and I came home September 2014. So, so a year, like, year later. Uh, like, yeah, less and, than a year. And did you ago. share with Corey, like, hey, no, I have, before, yeah. I'm just kind of struggling. I want to detox, or did he see it, or was it? Um, yeah, I'm like. I've got a problem. I got to figure this out because I just didn't have control. And okay. um, and he mentioned ARP and. And how do you mention it for himself for you? Like he's like, oh, I went to this meeting like in Utah, and uh, it's really cool. You'd like it. And I'm like, what is it? An addiction recovery program. And and all I knew was that it's it kind of heavy topic when you're dating someone to bring yeah. up, like, right? Like that doesn't get brought up. Yeah, and I'm like, well, why do you know about it? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, you're yeah. Mormon. You're and perfect. yeah, I'm like, Wait, that's what I thought. For you sure. know, I'm like, why do you know about it? And he, little did I know, had a secret that he didn't tell me when we first were dating. Like you don't, you know, just tell everyone. You don't tell on your first date. Yeah, all, <laughs> all your I'm secrets. Also strong. You don't tell about your weaknesses on your first exactly. date. Exactly. I think we oversell our strengths on our first like two years. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I 10. mean, so that was really bold of him to yeah. invite you to a meeting bold. and then also. Like, it showed a lot of compa- compassion. Like, I could lose this girl, but I want to save her as well. I, I love I mean, her more as a... You know, yeah, yeah. He, and then he was honest with me and said that he went for a pornography addiction. And um, so, honestly, I didn't even think pornography was a big deal. I'm like, whatever. Outside of the church, it's <laughs> not a big deal at all. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, what? Unfortunately. Yeah, but then in our relationship, I could see how it can really become a big deal. Totally. And, um and also coming to these meetings, just hearing other people's shares, um, it was really impacting. And I was just so grateful for these meetings. I just wanted to keep coming, even though I never shared. I was like, yeah, because I could never read. I remember thinking, <laughs> I remember seeing you come, and like obviously Corey was working the program. Corey was coming and working the program and sharing like his stories and and opening up. But I just remember looking at you going. I remember, you know, wherever you would sit, I was just like, man, I wonder if she's getting something out of her or not because I know what it's like to be a convert. I know what it's like to. And you knew she wasn't a member. I knew she wasn't a member. Okay. And I, I didn't was know. Like, and oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah I remember talking to Corey about it, and I just, I just remember thinking, like, wow, like that's, it's not. You had to have been feeling something. Like yeah. no non-member, at least none of my friends growing up, would ever keep 
go once in the first place, but then to keep going consistently. Yeah. And you, can, I mean, you guys came every week. It wasn't like you came every now. Yeah, and then. we did. For the most part, you came every, every single week. Yeah. He would share, and you would just listen. And then I remember you sharing however many months into it, and it was just very brief. Yeah. It wasn't your full story. It was something about work in Shanghai, and you kind of shared that experience, but it was yeah. very small, dude. It was just like, I'm like, man, that was crazy, because, like, I wonder what's going on. And I remember Corey <laughs> telling me, like, oh, we're talking about the church. You know, we're, maybe we're talking about this, and it's it's crazy. Yeah. Corey's, like, not, just for you guys listening, her husband, now her husband, is not uh, – um, He's not obnoxious like myself, and he's not going to push <laughs> his views on people, like, you know, or, or, like, try to oversell something like he did to you. I mean, he's just, he's like, he saw someone that needed help, and he just sh- he just shared it with a lot of risk that could have happened, and yeah. what a cool experience that is. So yeah. then how does it go from, you're, you originally kind of come for him, kind of for yourself, and then now I remember that first share, maybe however many months into it, I think it was a while, I think it was like six months, Yeah, at oh, least. When I became a member? No, when you no. shared. Oh. I remember the share. So I'm so, trying to lead up so, to that. So, so how you did this convert? And you were coming like, I'm just going to detox. I just want to not use yeah, for I just, a while. I honestly was for, just like, I need to get I need to get a detox in because I've been like That's how you look at it outside the hard. church when you party hard. You're like, okay, I got to take yeah. a break for it's a like couple like our sushi weeks guy who like goes like yeah. 60 days without drinking and then he's back on hard yeah, as soon as yeah. that day's That's over. That's like super common okay. outside of the churches to go on bingers and then like take a break. Yeah. You're not going to stop forever. Yeah, right. And, and I'm like, well, I'm just definitely going to stop. Or, you know, I'm going to try to detox, but then in January, I have a friend's wedding, so I'm definitely, so I'm definitely drinking party there. there. Yeah, and then, so I had all these dates in my head, like, oh, I've got a friend's thing here, and then I've got my friend's bachelorette here, so I'm definitely drinking, 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 you know, but I was like, I'll, I'll detox for this period or whatever yeah. I had in mind, but um, after, like, reading the steps, and it was just Were so you doing crazy. the steps yourself? No, just, like, just, reading just them. Just browsing through time. Like, people don't realize So not, not outside the meeting, but you're just... While we're going through the steps. Yeah, just going through the steps in the meetings. um, It was really touching to hear everyone's shares and just how these steps impact their recovery and how they take one day at a time. And I'm like, I want to take one day at a time and I want to count on my days. I want to see how far I can get. And, And so in my phone on like every Tuesday, I put what day I would be at. For that oh. whole year. No way. Yeah. Whole time, like, not That's even cool. knowing if you're getting anything. Telling that you are because you're starting to, like, show a little bit. Like, you just start to glow. Everyone starts to glow a little bit when you start living right. Yeah. And then, but then all of a sudden, you're, you're, dude, you're taking track. Yeah. I didn't even take it that seriously <laughs> when I first track. came. Like, I, I just yeah. came weekly. But here's the thing. Think how many, in, in a, in a six-month or eight-month period before you start investigating the church then, which we'll get into, um... How many times you read these steps? I mean, think we go through every 12 weeks we're reading. Right. So you're reading. I mean, this is not like, like a little reading. It's subconsciously. Yeah. The, the seed is getting the planted. The seed is being planted with the gospel. Then on top of it, my biggest power that I learned from the program is the, in the beginning is I seeing yourself in other people's stories, the identifying. You got someone sitting across from you sharing about something that you've never experienced fully in detail the way they have. They may be uh, opposite sex, age, wherever they've come from in life. But all of a sudden, you start, not right away, but at weeks and weeks and weeks, you start seeing yours identifying, right? You see yourself in their story. Did that happen with you? That's what happened with me. And that's when I was like, oh, crap, maybe I, maybe I do have a problem. Yeah. If I don't, yeah. No, I definitely know what you mean, like how the closed mouths don't get fed. And yeah. I'm like, well, I don't. You know, I was still, like, so nervous to come clean about my addiction, Um 
to alcohol and, and drug use because I just, I didn't want to admit it. Like, step number one is being honest, and I didn't want to be honest. And I'm like, well, so I'm not. I'm not an addict. I'm not uh, an addict. I'm just, just going on a detox right yeah. now. Like, I'm I can just trying to live clean it. for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. I can stop whenever I want. Yeah. Yeah, Which is funny in the big book. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but they say that there's there's a saying in the big book is like uh, normal people like it says something around like normal people don't even think about how many drinks they have, right? Like yeah. normal people don't. This is what it's, uh, there's like a whole page and, and chapter where hmm. they talk about like if you're an addict you may do this. If you're an addict, like have you ever gone to the bar and counted how many drinks you have and thought how many you need to have before this? He's like, yeah, normal people don't do that. Non-alcoholics don't do that. They That's just crazy. drink and they stop yeah. when they get a buzz. Yeah. But see, the rest of us. Yeah, so there's all this little stuff, and it's kind of it's kind of crazy, right? No, I really can't, cause I just yeah, it's I feel like I'm a personality, all or nothing, and it's oh, like for sure. like That's that what we are. with whatever, yeah, and and I can't just be like, let's have one glass of wine and, and we'll go home and to, to be a real alcoholic and addict, it's impossible. Yeah, I there's can't the, do that. The, it's not a choice. Like the one glass of wine, yeah. is, it's a non. It's a fallacy. When yeah, six months into me coming to these meetings, and it really hit me like. Like really confessed, I was like, "Whoa!" Like I, to the meeting and just like kind of broke down, surrendered. I'm like, "I'm gonna do step one now," and uh, that hit me, and I realized I was like, "Dude, no!" Like I can't. I started thinking about all the all the substances, not just the alcohol I done, or not just the one pill. Go to yeah. sushi with Control. Jay, and the same thing comes out. Like I'm like, "That's a great <laughs> hand roll," and Jay's like, "Give me three more of those." And <laughs> I really do that. I can't control. <laughs> I'm either um, you know, I'm I'm 100 or nothing. Which is like so, too. so where does it go then? So now Corey's. Picking up steam in the program. He's already been doing the program for a long time. Yeah. We start working the steps together. When does all of a sudden you go, maybe I want to investigate? How does the church come in? Outside of it, because that right. didn't happen in the meeting. Because recovery is something different than sobriety. Recovery yeah. is different than joining the church. Right. So how that start? Different. Well, so after these meetings, like I said, I had that feeling like I was touched by the spirit. And just everyone shares is really touching. And, and um and the way that the steps in ARP incorporates the gospel and scripture um, was something I really loved and um, I really got a lot from. And so after the meetings on the way home, I would ask Corey like some questions about the church, you yeah. know, and cool. and I had so many questions, like tons of questions. I even put them in my notes on my iPhone, you know, all these questions I had. And Corey's like, you know, those are all really great questions that you can ask the missionaries. And I'm like. Stud. <laughs> like, Pure I'm, stud. Yeah. I'm not asking the missionaries. That's like the last thing I want to do. I'm not you know, trying to be Mormon. I just want to know the answers. You yeah, know? just like, give me the answers. Yeah. Like the missionaries well, make it like official or something. Yeah. yeah what no. are what's a couple questions you had? Because it's not super churchy, like but yeah, like you mentioned lot. like maybe bishop or maybe an apostle quote, but it doesn't feel super Well the prophet. Okay. Yeah. The prophet, um, the whole um, leadership of the church, I didn't How understand that. How was that established? Yeah. Who are these guys? Yeah, what they like do? when we were reading in the in the um, ARP book, President, Which, I'm like, president? president? Okay, yeah, yeah. Why oh. is there a president? I'm the first time I'm like, wait, what? You mean like the United States? What president? Yeah. Which <laughs> president is this? My boss says about Benson. I'm like, wait, Benson? I'm like, I don't remember him he being. He was secretary of agriculture. Like, I didn't pay attention much in high school. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that guy's not on any of our money. I don't know what you're talking about. That's seriously what I was trying to do. I'm like, wait, which president is this? <laughs> and you know why I'm so stupid, so you're like, oh yeah, president yeah, yeah, of so-and-so. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's president of where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, a lot of weird little lingo that we yeah. don't realize to a non-member it's very what? yeah yeah so i just like had those questions and then i had deeper questions and then questions about um you know jesus christ and heavenly father being two separate 
like two separate, two separate beings. Yeah, that's along different than with, Lutheranism. Yeah, along with extremely the Holy foreign Ghost. to Lutheranism. Yeah, so I was just confused, you know, and I kept asking Corey questions. Corey and wouldn't he answer. Never answered, so it made me so frustrated. Really? So I just I'm kept so at, like adding to my notes, you know, because he never <laughs> answered. And so, yeah, I'm like, hey, fine. I need to ask the missionaries these questions. Oh, so he would just keep saying back, like, oh, you see, yeah, yeah that's a good question for the mission. Yeah, he's, like, he's yeah. so good. <laughs> uh, see, I would have been like, oh, I'll be taking an answer, and I would like force it down your throat, and then you'd be like, oh, I don't want anything to do no, with No, he, you. the thing, the thing that made me so frustrated was he didn't really like try to push anything on me or help me learn anything. You know, which, that, is which is which is the idea is is, yeah. is, yeah. A, is the missionary is like the members are supposed to introduce the gospel. Introduce. introduce to the missionaries. Missionaries are teaching. Yeah, it. he was good at introducing the missionaries. And that sounds like perfect. But, so it really did help. Because he probably could have answered a couple of those. I mean, I'm sure he answered a little I'm bit, sure but it, it wasn't like in depth. I'm like, but the, yeah. what does that mean? You wanted to go deep. Yeah. yeah. And then, so that's you know, when I that was the so, so, so then you all of a sudden you're like, hey, all right, I'm ready. You call, Corey Not called really. him up, set him up. Um, no. How did this happen? No. So my best friend is Mormon and that's she right. lives, she was living in, um, right around here at the time and so she, she's like did she hey, know just... did she know you're going to ARP did she know you're I don't think so but okay. I was like she knew you're dating just... Corey who was a member yeah okay. so we just set up like having the missionaries over at her house for dinner or something okay. so oh, it was like little low key that's how, do that's how, do <laughs> that's how they do it <laughs> come over for dinner real quick <laughs> this activity oh hey the missionaries are you guys a member and there's an activity <laughs> just go to it and watch what happens <laughs> No, it was really cool and the missionaries were so funny like I think we were just laughing so hard oh. and and then McCall and I like we've always grown up doing pranks and stuff and we're like what pranks can we do to the missionaries tonight you know so that was like we would just put like a fake ice cube with a bumblebee in it yeah. and like what and it's seriously just Light stuff. stupid little things and I'm like yeah this will be so fun and so we were hanging out you know we'll bring the missionaries to her house and then this is where I had all my questions. They're like, Jordan, and Corey's like, don't you have those questions for the missionaries, Jordan? <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I pull out, you know, all my questions. And, and so one thing led to another, and then they, like, shared a lesson. And then they um, – it took a, a while for us to actually have, like, discussion setups because yeah. I was like – more question and answer. Yeah, I'm, like, more like, hey, we got to go, you know. We weren't doing a long discussion, but um, – yeah, I just think I was really things were starting to make sense, I guess. And then I think like I, I was also sober. So I had that like clarity of mind where I was able to understand and and have these feelings of the Holy Ghost, you know. And it was crazy cuz I was like 6 months sober during this time meeting with the And did you skip out on the wedding, your friend's wedding? Yeah, was this so, during that time? Did you? So I'm like, you know, it would be even cool, like so much. I'm like, it would, I would be so strong if I could go to this go wedding, to wedding and, and not drink. drink. Yeah. So I kind of like challenged myself by going to these things and not drinking. And my friends are like, whoa, Jordan and not drinking. And, and at this point, had you already got honest and like, I'm an alcoholic or were you not? Not really. Not really. Okay. No, it was just more was, a personal challenge. Yeah. Of, oh. So like, you know, what's it called? Like fighting like will fighting white, through. yeah yeah white knuckling yeah white knuckling anyway yeah i was like yeah i can do this and so at the wedding i was sober and Corey and i were dancing with everyone you and had a blast yeah it was so fun and everyone's like dang how did wow like yeah, so much yeah, fun energy yeah how did you do that you know and um and they admired it yeah and i felt like oh. i was setting a good example not only for my friends but for my family and for my younger sister i have one younger sister and i just um I always wanted to set a good role model for her 
because she was also going through like a weird time in her life and and so I'm like you know I need to be the older sister and not be the one that like my younger sister's telling me to knock it off you know so yeah it was crazy meeting with the missionaries and then one day on my way to work I just had like a thought and I'm like I wonder if the Book of Mormon is on audio because I drive like a, over an hour to work and back and and I had the LDS app that the missionaries told me to download and so I found the Book of Mormon on audio and so I Get played the it headphones on there yeah, yeah yeah and so I played it every day um, going to work and then at work I had my headphones did in. Did Corey know you were doing this? Or was no, this I didn't tell own? anyone. Okay. I didn't even just, tell the missionaries. Okay. No, I didn't even tell anyone. Those are so <laughs> I'm like, she wanted to find out for herself. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I gotta great. find this out. Yeah, I gotta find this out without any outside influence. Mm-hmm. I don't even want the missionaries telling me. the exact me. words my mom wrote me when I was in MTC when she joined. Uh, she, the, the whole entire year and a half I was oh, preparing dang. to go on my mission join. I wanted her to join so bad and I did the opposite of Corey. I was like, <laughs> And I'm trying to sell her on the, every, but I was coming from a good place, right? Like I was having yes. these changes and I was like, you were still I was like run and just, I got to tell everyone. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think it just happens. And then, no, yeah, okay, okay, go. Like I support you. Do your thing. I'm glad you're alive. And then um, literally three weeks in the MTC, I get like a letter. She said those exact words. She's like, I waited till you, she's like, I want to make sure I was doing it for my, she the exact word. In, in no outside influence because influence, like, yeah. you, you're not going to stay if you have an outside. Like, yeah. You know, some people do, well, but. Well, you have to find out for yourself. Yourself. I think. And yeah. not doing it for Corey, her not right. doing it for me. And yeah. And even though like all these questions after asking the missionaries were starting to make sense, um, it really wasn't anything anyone told me. It was that feeling of the spirit of the Holy Ghost just answering like, this my is true. prayer. This is real. Like, yeah, and it's just like a feeling you can't deny. And um, <laughs> you can't. I so I read the Book of Mormon five days, like from that Monday to Friday. I finished from, it from your drive. It was enough. Time. Yeah. So on my way home on Friday. So I prayed and asked if it was true because in Moroni. Yeah. Did you did you four. see the Moroni ten five or did someone yeah. challenge you that you read no, that? And I you're read like, that. Oh. Um, no, there are so many things. <laughs> so there are so many things I like thought so. I was discovering for the first yeah. time, like Alma thirty two thirty two, like the faith. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this is just great just stuff. Highlighting scriptures. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like highlighting. Did you know that Christian mastery? You're like finding mastery on your own. The missionaries are probably like, hey, this is a great scripture. Like, oh yeah, that one's really good. You know what's better is this no, one. Oh yeah, I thought I was like discovering. So you finish all it and, and you're not even joined yet. And you I read, didn't even. No, I, I promise. I finished the Book of Mormon in my first area on my mission. Oh, that's For the first time. Cool. No, 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 it's not cool. But you I finished mean, it in like before you. Joined. That's but amazing. But she had a cool two-hour you, commute you every day. Yeah. So and she reads. You don't. That's true. At the time, I could. Very illiterate. <laughs> no, but I was doing the audio, so it's kind yeah, of like see, a cheat. Yeah, I didn't even. I wasn't back then. Was Dude, pre- we're talking about 2005. You could have done pre- CDs. IPhone. Yeah, I mean, I think. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got all the in the general conference seats. Okay, so you're now you're praying about. You pray about it then. Yeah, so I pray about it, and on my way home from work on that Friday, I got that feeling of the spirit, you know, and it's just I started, you know, tears down my face, and it's just like the feeling comes back to oh, me yeah. now, and. It was just really overwhelming. What what, what did that mean to you? Like, I, I know this is true. Ugh, was there like was now? I, now I've got to do this. Yeah. I gotta get it's like now I gotta just jump. Yeah. I have to make action. Yeah, I was just so overwhelmed. First of all, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's true, and I've got to tell my parents, and then I've got to be Mormon, and then I've got to like because you're an all in person. You know, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, I was Bryce like talks about lukewarm and what that yeah. had. So yeah, so I was like, this is super overwhelming, and um. Yeah, it was just crazy, and I'm like, what did I do? Who's oh. the first person you told? Um, actually, 
so crazy. I think I had, I was meeting with the sister missionaries because it was like, I was going into a, a new area, or we moved. I moved, I got a condo, and um, so since I have boundary. a condo. Yeah, so I was meeting the sisters, and and they were like, you know, they asked me questions, and, and then, like, I was going into that meeting planning on not telling them that I read it. I was like, I'm just not going to say anything so about sneaky. this. So sneaky. I'm like, I'm going to, like, figure this out. You know, it's going to take me a while. And I go into that meeting, and um, I got a secret. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I read it. It's true. Yeah, like I couldn't <laughs> hold it in. I couldn't hold it in. I told them I believe it's true, one hundred percent. And I read the whole thing, and and then I started getting emotional again. And then they were emotional, and it was just like crazy. This is your first meeting with these sisters? Yeah, and feeling of the spirit in the room was like so intense, and. And I'm like, gosh, I think I need to be baptized. <laughs> These sister missionaries are like, they're like, <laughs> they knock. My sister, my daughter's on a mission right now. Like, this is like the dream of any sister. Have missionary. someone come to you yeah, and say, like, "Don't worry, you don't yeah. have to do anything. Hey. I did it all. <laughs> Just give me the logistics here. What do I gotta do first? That no, never seriously. happened to be my entire mission. Yeah. You pray for it. Like you just you hear these stories. In fact, every person I had in Seattle that I worked really hard to find and then blah 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 teach or whatever, and the spirit was there, they all quit, dude, right before baptism. So I literally never had someone just go like, boo, yeah. I'm true, and then they fell. That's kind of what everything. I did. I just like jumped in there and like told him I read it. it. It was crazy, and and Corey actually was at work, so he didn't answer. He couldn't even. Yeah. So he didn't even know after this whole meeting with the sisters. He, I hadn't even talked to him. And then I also what a rat surprise. <laughs> Well, and, actually, and you're dating, right? Like, yeah. well, that's kind of scary too. Because yeah, because it's like, he's oh, like, oh, great. Now, like, like, I, I was like planning on like maybe like I don't have to commit because yeah, like, it was a safe dating as a safe yeah. girlfriend. So it kind of like it was, was a, a little shaky, dating, right. a little shaky. <laughs> that's part what it was. Of relationship. <laughs> it was. And so, you both were kind of using each other, but like in a very good way, right? Like, right? Yeah. And it worked out to your advantage. Both of yeah. you won. Yeah. No, it really did. It, like, I'm we never gonna marry a Mormon, but I can date him. And he's like, he's a good dancer. I got to marry her because she's not LDS, so like yeah. it's real safe right now for a yeah. few years, maybe a year or two. Yeah, I know we didn't like know the timeline, but definitely after that it got really shaky, and you know, like the adversary <laughs> oh, is like Always. pulling in really strong right there. Especially, what are some of the things, if you don't mind sharing? Like, um, just like the relationship with my sister. My sister, I remember, text me, not easy, yeah. "Do not contact me." You know, because you like, said you're going to join the church. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, was how your, could you do that? Was your family very Lutheran? Like, were you going to church or just I Christmas mean, and Easter? Or no, we do go to church every Sunday, okay. and I grew up being active in like our youth program and they everything. Take it very personal. Um, a lot of Christian people take it personal. Yeah, but but I feel like it was more of like, how could you do that to? They took it personal mm-hmm. instead of like, this is our faith. I felt almost like. I don't know how they feel like you're doing it to them. Yeah, like oh. like this is how we raised you. Yeah. Like why would you? Like you're you're cheating on us. In yeah, a sense. like you're you're throwing everything we worked really hard to teach you. Yeah, it was almost like that. My yeah. my grandfather, who was like my father figure growing up, because my dad left. Um, he I remember him calling me crying. Like this is like my he's still like my like I when you said him. you're gonna join. The yeah, church. yeah. Uh, it, it was crazy. It wasn't even right away. It was right before I left on my mission. And so he had been holding in these feelings, trying to be supportive. And then one night, I don't know if he drank a little too much that night or what, but uh, he's not a big drinker, but I mean, he was in his younger age. But and I remember calling him, it was a very awkward conversation because we used to do a lot of things on Sundays together. We'd like have these shooting clubs and just do all sorts of stuff. And all of a sudden I was turning him down all the time. And, and uh, 
that was hard for me because he was like father. his son. Like that he, was like he's he, your yeah, buddy. He's my yeah. yeah. I was like his little mini, like my son Rusty's my mini me. That's how I was to him, and it was hard to do to say no to a lot of things, um, and then to finally say why because I had just been saying pretending like I was busy. This is going off track, but what I'm getting at is I remember like it was yesterday. You brought that up. I hadn't thought about this in years, twelve years. But he called and he remember him like crying, saying, "I don't." Like, I, like, he felt like he failed me. Like, he felt like, you know what I mean? He's like, like what he, did I not teach yeah. you? Like, why do you feel like you have to go be a part of this? Yeah. And then I remember my bishop shared some counsel what to say, and I remember saying it, and it was the most spiritual. And didn't not that guy defends the church to oh, any wow. of his, like, crazy Christian friends, you know, that, like, try to talk about it. Like, he sends me clips out of the newspaper <laughs> every time some Mormon some thing. Some good is, Mormon some thing. Some good Mormon thing, or in Yuma. Oh, so he's not Mormon. Not at all, he's, man, but he's hardcore. He loves, like, yeah, he he'll go him. out and find a Mormon and tell him all about what he knows about the church. <laughs> That's and so me funny. anyway, so I remember, really so I can relate to what you're saying is what I was getting yeah. at. But your sister, yeah. he wasn't angry, he felt, but he was, he felt, he felt like he failed me, because no, yeah. I was still looking for more. I feel like, I like my mom would, you like, prepared took it me personally in that way. Did you so. feel like they prepared? Did you get that conversation? I guess what I was going with that is that like I remember telling him, I was like, no, you because of the way yeah, you raised me. Yeah, that's what I said. I tried. You to led say, me to this. Like, I tried to explain that to them, like. I, I got here to where I am today because of everything you taught me, because of that foundation growing up, going to Lutheran church, learning stories from the Bible and praying and, and believing in God. You know, that's how I got to where I am, and I'm sober, and, you know, it's an amazing thing. And it, I really had gone a long way from uh, when I came home from Shanghai. And they, they had being, seen that change, right? Yeah, and they, they thought it was that. all because of Corey. They gave okay. they gave Corey all the praise. They're like, oh, okay. Corey's the greatest. Come on, Dad's like, Corey's Kind of like we were doing earlier. Which yeah. he is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> he is the greatest. But, but you did the work. But, you know, That's well, good. it was really the gospel like yeah. that took Spirit. place in yeah. uh, my life and that fullness of the gospel that I never had before. Did you always feel like there was something missing? Yeah, that's yeah. what I really yeah. felt like. Because when I was in Shanghai, you know, I prayed, but it's like I since I didn't have my church there, it was really easy to fall off the track, you know, and I yeah. was making bad decisions. And and so now that I have that fullness and know what that fullness feels like, like I can never go back. And, and I just can never deny um, the testimony of the Book of Mormon along with the Bible making that fullness of the gospel together. So I really love it, and I'm just so grateful. And my parents are so much better. Oh, my gosh. Like, they, they really are grateful, not only for Corey, but, you know, for the decisions that I've made in my life. Um, and I think, I think they take a step back, the, right? And they yeah. realize, like, well, okay, wait a minute. This saved my daughter. Like, this yeah. is part of her life. This yeah. is her journey. And they see I'm happy, and they see I'm healthy. And it's not like a phase or something. Yeah, and, and I think that they're just grateful for that. And they've come to some of the the LDS like meetings like there was a religious freedom thing mm, they went to that yeah that was a this, cool meeting yeah and my dad really liked with all that. the other church leaders yeah so. my dad's like oh your church was is he, so was great was he in Irvine did he go really? to live so that's yeah. what I'm saying before yeah. you know it they start defending like, yeah he's like oh your church just wants everyone to believe in God they, they I just, get things in the mail from my grandpa <laughs> cut out of the cut newspapers out of the the uh, Mormon battalion was in Yuma. Did you know that? I'm like, no. I'm like, no, I do. so funny. My dad's like, I saw some Mormon missionaries today. And yeah, like, they like, as if it's something like, like they're everywhere. First of all. But to them, it's like, hey, they're out there. Yeah. They're no, out there. It's really cool. It's it's Which is rad compared to where it was oh, yeah. when your sister, has she come around? Yeah, my sister is, is happy that I'm happy, too. And it's, it's a mighty change. Did you ever have, like, a conversation? I know it's getting kind of deep, uh, but, like... Uh, I, I guarantee, I promise you, out of the, how many mis- listeners we have listening right now, there's this is relating to someone, yeah. if not many, and they're yeah. like, they may not have be where you're at now, but they're in the process of it, and they're yeah. like on the fence, and 
I mean, you have an opportunity. No, it really touches so many people's lives. And um, like when you make this decision to be a member of this church because of the service and because of so many amazing people in this church. And it's just so crazy because my family for sure has been touched by it. And they came to... Um, one of the state conferences, I told my conversion story. You spoke at state, yeah, state conference. Yeah, and they, my parents both came. Even though they only came for, like, my my talk part, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, oh, that we're really proud of you, you know. It's gnarly awesome. to get up in front of that many yeah. people. Yeah. I I mean, but they were really proud of just, like, everything. Just there. everything. And they're like, your church is good, you know. It's good. It's hard but to the, deny the it, feeling. Yeah. The, people can try to be stubborn. People, but this but there's a I mean if you're I- I- ignorance like if I don't know what it is you're afraid of well, change. everyone's afraid of change yeah. everyone's afraid of the unknown and, yeah my yeah. family's not even religious literally don't own a Bible I don't think anyone does but me and my mom now um, and they were the same way they came to my baptism like and we're a very tight small family I don't have a lot of kids no grandkids there's two of us and two grandkids and the whole family wow. and so it's like very tight I have an aunt and uncle I have my mom and then my grandparents that's really our family and my cousin. Very small, tight, and uh, they came to that back. I was so excited for them coming. I just remember them like, they just had a look of like, where am I? And like, I would have probably had the same <laughs> feeling too if all that giant. They process. came to your baptism. Yeah, they did. So my family didn't come to mine. Well, it was a, it was a yeah. long period, you know, like of me changing. Like, oh, okay. I wasn't at. Mine was just like boom. Yeah. I was on the street drinking and all that. I was process because you were doing it so. Yeah, individually. They told me like, "Are you sure this is way too fast?" Like, yeah. this what's you know they thought that something was uh, going on because like, it, I really did make the decision really quickly, but I knew. But not really. I mean, you, you look at the work you put in. That's work. true. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't realize what you. Yeah, I put in a lot of time. That's what you, I want people to hear. Is like, hey, listen, you're, if you're listening to this podcast, that's the whole point, right? Is if you're listening right now and you're going, I haven't gotten my answer, but I'm going to one meeting a month, or I haven't gotten this, and I'm not really putting in effort. I, I heard a quote. I read this quote. And I think it goes to what you're saying um, just recently. It says, and believe it or not, because it was Martin. I saw all these Martin uh, Luther King, you know, um, quotes yesterday. And it says, we must learn that to accept God to do everything while we do nothing is not faith, but it's superstition. Mm. And to me, that came to mind when you said that. If you're coming and you're, you're like, man, I'm trying to get sober. I'm, I'm trying to do everything God tells me. I'm trying to keep the commandments, but you're not really doing You put in a lot of work. Yeah, it may, right. it may seem like when you say you join quickly. No, you can't. I watch you yeah. come every week yeah. and sit here quietly and then yeah. start secretly making questions yeah. and secretly doing all this <laughs> stuff. But the point is, is like you put in the work. You sincerely right. sought out knowledge. It was almost a year later a, when I got baptized. Would you testify to everyone listening? I mean, in your, I mean that's what you're saying. Is if, if Do you think that if anyone does what you did, put in that same amount of work and it's sincere, oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're really willing to know if it, if this church is true, you'll find out. There's no doubt. There's no doubt, and it's nothing someone will tell you. It's the feeling that you'll have in your heart. Yeah. And um, yeah. What I like to focus on is the uh, I love using ARP as a missionary tool mm-hmm. because it's not super churchy. You get some real talk in here and real people. Right. And I would be comfortable inviting anyone of any denomination. To come right to a meeting. And, yeah, I think that's another reason why I liked it because there's people that were not members. I, I don't know <laughs> when we're you know we have 30 people here. I don't know who's a member who's not. Like yeah. until they share and say what their experience is, I don't care. And yeah, yeah, it's cool. Where, where they're at in their spiritual journey. Yeah. So as long as you're, wh- what are you aiming for? If you're trying to get better. Yeah. In, and you felt that. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. June 2016, I got baptized. So 
it was just under a year later after starting ARP meetings that I got baptized. So it took a, a long process for me to fully come to that realization or even... You look at the journey. You came to a meeting. Yeah. You got honest and said, I'm an alcoholic. How do you identify yourself? Do you... Yeah, Because eventually you said, like, hey, you like, hey, like, I don't have a... I didn't have a help like we were talking about before the podcast. Like, or was that during the podcast? I think but, like, I remember when you first shared that, I look over Jim, like, really? Yeah, we didn't like, know. <laughs> I knew that you were not a member and you used to party because Corey had made it told me or whatever, but like, not in detail, of course, because Corey's just a good man. But um, you, then you said something about like, you have a problem. You're like, you were not going, like, what? Yeah. I'm like, I just thought, I was like, dude, no, no, like, if you're a real alcoholic, you're not going to just walk into some meeting and hang out every week. I'm like, I thought you were just this really good girl that also happened Sup- to be not a member. And supporting your boyfriend. Supporting your boyfriend. Like, I just thought you were just like, this really, like, which of course you are. But it was cool that like, once again, not only did you identify with the spirit for your, you know, your spirituality, but you also relied on the identifying of the spirit to say, hey, I had a very unhealthy relationship with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And I can't put the, it's not a, I choose not to. Because that's how I look at recovery. You heard me tonight. I think that if any one of us if you're a real addict or alcoholic, it leads to death. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, mm-hmm. it real. Like, and if you if you haven't seen it yet, stick around in these meetings for a while and you'll watch people that you've seen and loved die and, mm-hmm. and, and, and slowly die and then die. Mm-hmm. And it's horrible and it's a mess and their parents come or their loved ones come and cry. And so it's taught me, like, I, when I first came, I thought it was a choice. I, like, I was just going to stop using these because they had become unmanageable. But once I could get sober, maybe I could manage them again. And what Man- I've managed the quantity, manage the quantity, manage the drug, manage the alcohol. I could eventually do something again, mm-hmm. but then I quickly realized after watching people die that like, oh man. So and obviously, what I'm being dramatic, but I'm saying like I think you did the same thing when you identified that like, whoa, I'm also I'm no different. Mm-hmm. You're coming to support him at first. You end up joining the shirt, you know. Like, well, I so knew I needed it, but I secretly needed it. I didn't want anyone to know. Yeah, I but that was a big meeting. I remember that meeting because we talked after. And we're like, dude, did you know? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, because we always sit and we talk after, and we're like, Man. it must have been like at least six or eight. Months. Oh, yeah. oh, it was yeah, a long yeah. time. Yeah. Of you just, yeah, I won't yeah. say sitting there anything. stiff, you know, like I didn't want to like, yeah. We just wondered what you were thinking. Yeah, but now I we just, know. Yeah, now you guys know. All so where have you done now? So you've now joined the church. You've been going to rec- meetings for over a year now, almost two years. You guys been yeah, going? Yeah, so I'm two and almost a half years sober. Oh, wow. Yeah, hmm. coming up in, on the 4th of February. Yeah, because I was there and you guys shoot ship. Okay, so dude, when is your date? It's the 4th, August 4th. August 4th. Yeah. Right on the corner. Okay. Yeah, I always think of the 4th of every beginning of the month. What month? Dude, she's putting that on her phone. That's I, so funny. I yeah. Need, I didn't even think about what my day was. I had to find. I had to like hop onto Xander's day because I didn't take it seriously. <laughs> well, I, came so here, I came here the you day like, after I had like had a huge drinking binge, and I'm like, "You right. came here? That's yeah. even more gnarly!" Like, <laughs> dude, like when I'm on a binge, the last thing. I, I mean, I literally came to manipulate my wife to come back. I was like a last ditch effort. I was never gonna step forward. I just, I love that Corey was like, "Let's go to this meeting, and I think he can help." Let's try it. Yeah. Out of out of and not like not yeah. like maybe she'll join the church. Maybe that like no, this honestly, this has helped me. I think this would help you. Yeah. And and like okay. Just going came. back to the rocky part, you know. Yeah. So it's not only rocky with my family, but with Corey, because when I told him, like, I read the Book of Mormon and I believe it's true. <laughs> I think I want to get baptized. <laughs> he was like, what? Like he, he was like, it was not the ant, like it was not the reaction. It wasn't the reaction you were expecting. Yeah, he was like kind of like. like like thinking in his head, I'm like, well, what are you thinking about? Like, what do you, what? Because I was on the phone with him, 
And I, it was just a weird time because I think he felt pressure then at that point, like, oh, we got to get married or something. I don't know what he was thinking. But In the Mormon world, that means like, oh, yeah. she's now an option. Yeah. <laughs> and you were a safe option. Well, look at Corey grinning, dude. You were a safe Good-looking yeah. option. No, yeah. I just don't even know what he was thinking, but it <laughs> was, was super rocky with us after I was like. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. I remember him talking about it a little yeah. bit. Like, it's like this Corey, is tough. chime yeah. in here. What were you thinking? Um, we'll talk about your man. recovery on another one, but this is a relationship remember, question. Yeah, Get in here. I, I just remember her telling me, and yeah, it was like a full game changer, you know, because she didn't even tell me she was reading the Book of Mormon. Like, I thought Wait, we was your mind just blown? Like, oh, you're like, totally wait, you're blown. reading? Wait, yeah. you're just like, completely blown. Uh, yeah, complete blindside. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know what to think. I thought it was awesome. But then obviously now I'm thinking of all my, like, thoughts. Like, well, this is way different now. Now I got to, like, figure this out. And <clears throat> But I was really happy for her. Like, relationship-wise? it was oh, good. yeah. It I think I just, I knew our relationship was getting involved. I had no choice. Yeah. It's been evolving like crazy. And now yeah. it's, like full on and if you're totally like me different. i was scared like i really wanted to get married but i was scared <laughs> yeah. to death at the same time yeah oh totally yeah and i and yeah. i thought she was you know one of my dreams and all that but it was just different because i had no idea she was even reading the book of mormon yeah and then she's was ready to get baptized right when she called me i was like okay this is different <laughs> oh, <darling. laughs> oh yeah no we actually it was just weird we even broke up for like a little bit I after i got too. baptized <laughs> And so it was just like super weird. I think maybe he felt the pressure to get married, but it wasn't even like that. But I think he was also going through his own recovery, and he probably was like, "Oh, I, I gotta be like." It's an individual program, like it's a family yeah. program. Like the the recovery blesses families, of course. It affects families in a negative, and it blesses families in a positive. Yeah. However, in order for it all the work is each person we heard tonight, right? Like, obviously, your share right now, but there was a girl who's been on the podcast before, Corinne, mm-hmm. and she shared out, like, she didn't start, stop being the victim of her husband's uh, addiction to pornography until she did the steps for herself. Yeah. And she did, you know what I'm saying? So what I was getting at is, like, it's got to be individual. Yeah. So, like, he was still working on his thing. Yeah, and then once he took his, his steps and his recovery yeah. seriously, then that's really where our relationship just became a full 180 and we were like super close super you know on the same page at that point how lucky dude i'm just thinking about like they got to do that before they got married like so yeah remember i was married for two years and a lot of people were married a lot longer than they destroyed like oh man i didn't get this like i mean wow this is like a fairy tale story this is a fairy tale (laughs) this is a fairy tale mormon story story. it's like arp mormon arp recovery fairy tale story Like not a Lutheran, but like Mormon, like no. No, like like if I it really is. We're gonna get Corey on here, but like he's like I got this pornography addiction. Um, How am I? I gotta overcome this. How am I gonna get a girl to accept me and and. How I the am. church, there's insane all addictions. Yeah. You're, you're and then, insane, whatever. and then she's like, "Well, I got this really hot Mormon guy, but I'm never gonna be Mormon, so he's not gonna marry me." Like, and I'm, <laughs> I'm an alcoholic, and like, it's look at the just came together, and uh, they're holding hands right now. You guys can't see them; they're glowing. They're holding hands. They it's should re- be. They literally could be on. They could be on a Mormon commercial. Could they, they not? Oh, for sure. Mormon, those Mormon ads. I said we should reach out to. Can Bonneville. we take a picture of you guys and put on our Instagram page? <laughs> one, one day, dude. Because I'm telling you, Bonneville Communications is gonna reach out and they're gonna be like, oh, "Hey, listen, this um, needs to be on a one needs, of the Mormon yeah, videos." Yeah, no, it's really cute. And then we also got sealed, um, June 2017. So your year, Mike. Yeah, my, after my after year, year of being of ba- baptized, okay. so we got sealed. We had a civil yeah. wedding in February, 
2017 and then sealed in June. So it was really amazing because we got the best of both worlds. Yeah, the, My yeah, family, family, family could go to the wedding. That's oh, good. It was that, amazing. And, mm. and then the temple experience was just so amazing. Which and they didn't come to. They, they didn't come they to that, which is understandable. Okay. It's fine. My family didn't, dude, I mean, the only people in the room were all Lexi's family and, yeah. and uh, the friends I met singing the word. Yeah. I didn't have any family in my yeah. temple. No, yeah, Still I didn't either. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it, it was interesting. They, they came and waited outside. Um, and uh, once again, I think that was the once again. I'm like their child, like the firstborn of this like, yeah. tight knit family, and they're waiting outside. But yet the wife's family gets to all be inside. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, this is what it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, but it really was. I was so grateful that we. Yeah, didn't that's have what that you got to do that. Wedding. And then I told my parents about the temple wedding like a few months later. Yeah. My dad's like, that sounds like a Mormon thing, so we're probably not going to go to that. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. But we already saw like, you. I'll be okay it. if you don't. Yeah, so they already got and just, the... And just hoping they're like, you know what? We changed our mind. We'd like to go to that temple thing. Yeah, no. So it really <laughs> did work You gave him the best. Out. That's good. That's it good. It worked out. And yeah. It's this is a fairy tale story. I think it's like, one of the Conversion, like ARP. Our podcast for sure. I think we're going to get people. It is a cool story. I mean, no. Story. We say it every time, though. I know. Like, every time we're done, we're like, that one's the best. That <laughs> might be the best podcast we've ever Sometimes done. we finish because, like, when we do our news, like, sometimes we're like, oh, man, we've said some. Re- <laughs> Maybe we're going to lose some followers. We're going to get some hate mail yeah, on that because, one. Because we yeah, have our opinions. But this one, I think, is going to, like, hopefully be yeah. shared. So if we lose so. you on the news before this. You got to stay tuned. You got to, like, you, we, now we've made we, it up to you, I hope. We yeah. The news at the very end. Um, yeah, yeah. So take away, what's some. Uh, give me. Uh, any last words of advice? What and it could be in any of these categories or all of the above. Like, Recovery, if you're conversion. if you know someone as a non-member that's struggling with addiction, like, is it comfortable inviting them to an APR meeting, or or someone that's that's not sure? You know, they think they have a quantity problem. They just want to detox. Um, mm-hmm. get, just last, you're talking to the world. We have worldwide listeners. Cool. Sounds heavy, but like <laughs> worldwide listeners that. Um, that could you can really change lives. Issues. Yeah, exactly. I guarantee there's someone listening to this that's like really identifying with your story. So I just feel that since I became sober, um, so many blessings have fallen into my life. And that's not an accident. It's because I've been making these decisions um, to take one day at a time to be sober. And if I didn't have that sober state of mind, I would have never been able to read the Book of Mormon and join the church. And have my life as it is now. And um, I just really feel that like the sobriety is so huge. And this is such a program where you can invite anyone. It doesn't matter what religion. And so many people are seeking for a program like this that has um, the gospel and that has scripture incorporated with it. So we can talk about Heavenly Father and how he can bless you for these things. And and it's so amazing that this program is here and people don't know about it, but this is a program to invite anyone to. Like I was way far from wanting to even know anything about the church, but you don't, people that have no intentions of joining the church should come to this meeting just because of what they'll feel. They'll get so much from the spirit in this room. And if you're in a meeting, recovery should come first. Yeah. And I, and I think Corey did an awesome job. He didn't push it on. I don't think participants here knew we were a member or not a member. It was just like, you know, what are you here to get out of it? Let's let's hope you can get that out of it. Like, it's your journey. Yeah. Um, and that is great advice. Thanks. Yes. Well, thank you for taking time tonight, coming to our studio and sharing. Corey, thank you for uh, 
being awesome and we'll get you on here another time i'd like to hear your 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 story and journey and your perspective of things janie last words uh <clears throat> well i think the world of both of you i'm grateful that you both came i really do think the world of you obviously i i relate a lot to you because i think to join the church at an age that we did is, I mean, a lot of people do it. The millennials, they, you know, the millennials. It, it, it's not are, easy now. You're a millennial, right? Like, yeah. you're the generation they say are godless that oh, are, yeah. are are giving up faith at, at high numbers, but for the for for the purpose, but yet they're the generation that's the least happy. Huh. Um, and so social media. That's what I always say, and my teenage daughter's like, Dad, you always just blame social media. So listen to that daughter. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> think, hear it's this? I think it's amazing because you, you, I mean, there's so many things to be learned if you're listening or if you're, you have a love. There could be a parent listening for a daughter. They have a daughter who's like maybe falling away or whatever. There's so many things that could be related to your story and Corey's, which we'll have on and get his story with recovery. But uh, commend you for um, n- not only c- coming to support, but also doing it for yourself and then staying, then following the promptings, because most people hear those promptings. I've watched a lot of people feel promptings, feel conversion, and yet go, no, I'm scared. And they want, they run away, and who knows where their life ends up. I don't know. I don't stay in contact with those people. But you chose not to, and I know where you're at today, and look at how happy you are. And that's insane because that takes work. It takes sacrifice. <laughs> and Joe Smith said, you know, plug for the, right, the prophet who made it all happen, in my opinion. Uh, you know, sacrifice links force brings forth blessings, and you guys have so many blessings in your life. There's a whole family that you haven't even begin to know and love. Like I just picture where you guys are going to be with these kids, and like you're, it's just kind of amazing. That's yeah. amazing to think about, and uh, that could have all not been the same, but because you chose to, you're going to see. Yeah, man, it's just amazing. Like ten years from now, five years from now, when you have you back on, and like where you're at then, it's going to be amazing. So yeah, good for thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks yeah. for letting us be a part of it and hearing it and sharing it with the world. Congratulations. Yeah. Till All next right. time. What is your name? I'm an act. All right. All right. Brad. We'll see you. Thank you. Under
Man.